It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, everyone, it's Ron Johnson. This is Locked On Sports Minnesota's Friday Roundtable. It's a beautiful day in Minneapolis, Minnesota. The Vikings are preparing for the Giants to come to town. Now, this has happened before on Christmas Eve. Everybody was given a treat. Santa Claus delivered. That's a 61-yard field goal was in the stocking of every single Vikings fan. I don't know what's going to happen this Sunday, but we have to talk about this game. And before we do, people, remember, you can download the Locked On Sports Minnesota app on Amazon Fire and Roku. That's Amazon Fire and Roku. Just go to the apps, add it to your screen. It'll be right there. You get all of our videos, all of our shows. You can see Sam's beautiful face whenever he travels. And you can also see Luke Braun do something stupid. Why not download it just to see Luke Brown do something stupid? Um, but, fellas, I want to thank you. I'm Ron Johnson. That's Luke Inman. That's Reggie Wilson. And that's Sam Ekstrom. And this is the Locked On Sports Minnesota Podcast Network. And this is the Friday Football Roundtable, but mainly just the roundtable because we're going to throw in some other little topics here and there. we got to talk about Carlos Correa, but we're going to start off with Vikings, Giants. And before we do, fellas, there was a, a ranking that came out. Dan Orlovsky, ESPN analyst. Put a ranking out there. And I love Dan to death. I know him. Good guy. Uh, I told Ryan Clark this. Dan Orlovsky right now is a little bit biased. And he, he had a list of playoff quarterbacks. And he ranked them from 1 to 14. Now, 14, I get. And and his 13, I'm not even can I'm not even good there. Like, I feel like Brock Purdy was a little bit disrespected. Like, Brock Purdy right now is balling. He has the best passer rating. On third down, 136. Like, now I get the offense as part of it, but here's where I start with this, fellas. Was Kirk Cousins disrespected? It is why, and I'll give you the list. You got Patrick Mahomes at one. You got Burrow. You got Allen. You got Hurts. You got Herbert. And that's where I feel like Kirk Cousins should come in. But then you got Lamar Jackson above Tom Brady. And this is the one that really got me. Daniel Jones at eight ahead of Curtis Lamar Cousins. He is ahead of Kirk Cousins. And then you got Trevor Lawrence. Geno Smith is ahead of Kirk Cousins. And then you got Kirk Cousins at 11, Dak Prescott at 12. And then the two new babies to the playoffs, Brock Purdy and Skylar Thompson, are 13 and 14. I start with you, Luke. Was Kirk Cousins disrespected? Yeah, Ron, I'm with you, man. I love and respect Dan's work, but I'm not afraid to say this list, oof, this list is garbage, man. Yeah, Let's start with Kirk. Yeah, the man had eight game-winning drives this season. You don't think that's going to come in handy come playoff time? Come on now. And sure, you can point to his interceptions. Maybe that's what Dan's leaning in here, why he's got Kirk so low. But here's a little reminder. Matt Stafford had 20 interceptions last year. He won the Super Bowl. Burrow and Mahomes, one guy got to the Super Bowl, one guy got to the AFC Championship. They had 16 each. And the year prior, Brady had 15, which was the most among playoff quarterbacks. And guess what? He won the Super Bowl, too. So I think he's putting way too much stock into punishing Kirk because of the turnovers and not enough stock into the eight game-winning drives and undefeated record, as we know, in one-score games. I think that's going to come in handy come playoff time, guys. I do agree, just kind of scanning this list here real quick, Dak Prescott, I think he should be that low. Honestly, probably the worst year of his career, just on a game-by-game -game basis. Interesting, Lamar Jackson isn't even playing, so if you're not going to have Tua on this list, <laughs> why is Lamar on here? That doesn't make much sense. And then mm -hmm. Daniel Jones, 
Higher than who? Trevor Lawrence, Kirk, and Brock Purdy. Small sample size. Hard not to be impressed with Brock Purdy so far. Since he's taken over, he's only the number one quarterback in passer rating, passing touchdowns, passing touchdowns per attempt. And oh yeah, more wins than any other quarterback in that time frame alone. So, you know, the good news is, Ron, I mean, this list really means nothing. It's only meant to kind of rile everybody up. Get us talking. Mission accomplished, Dan. Good work. I'm triggered. Let's move on. What you got, Reggie? You know, Dan made waves when he prayed on live TV, and we may need to hold prayer for him right now because this list. Candlelight vigil. <laughs> this list, man, like what? Okay, so as Luke said, Lamar Jackson is at number six. Lamar Jackson just tweeted out yesterday, I'm sorry, y'all, but I, I can't play this knee ain't right. He's not even playing. How do you put a quarterback who's not even playing ahead of Kirk Cousins. I think the list should go Mahomes, Burrow, Allen, Hurts, Herbert, Brady, then Kirk. Like you can't put Daniel Jones in there. He hasn't played in the playoffs before. You haven't he hasn't proven himself. You can't put Trevor Lawrence above Kirk Cousins. He hasn't played in the playoffs before. Geno Smith, he just started this year for the first time in what like 7 years or something like that. You can't you can't put Geno above Kirk on this list. Like Kirk should be right there behind that that top tier. He should be right there. And I think that's the problem, man. I feel like this year has turned me into a little bit of a Kirk Cousins apologist. The last time I was an apologist for a quarterback, his name was Sam Bradford and he played for the St. Louis Rams because I'm like, look mm. y'all, he doesn't suck mm. like the, the weapons. Mm -hmm. It's Jeff Fisher, it's you know, whoever whoever the, the head coach was at the time, it, it's Steve Spagnolo, it's Scott Linehan, like it, it it's these guys, it's, it's their problem. It's not it's not Sam. And I feel like Kurt just takes a bad rap because of the circumstances in which the Vikings do lose. It's always Kirk Cousins' fault, even if it's not. And I feel like he takes so much crap from from people, from national pundits. When really, it's a team game. It's a, it's a team sport, and I know everything usually falls on the quarterback. But in some of these games that the Vikings lose, things just tend to snowball, and his performance may not be what it's supposed to be, but it just kind of goes in with everything that's happening to the Vikings that's going wrong. You look at that Green Bay game. You look at the Cowboys game. You look at the Philadelphia game. Like Some of those problems that – were had in those games weren't necessarily all on Kirk. But because it's Kirk Cousins and because he has this rap, that's all of a sudden become like a, a thing to like knock him down a few pegs. But this list, man, is just flat out disrespectful, Dan. Well, here you go. What you got, Sam? Yeah, yeah. so the left column, I, I feel like, and this is split into two columns, the seven yep. on the left and then the seven on the right. I feel like the seven on the left – if you told Dan Orlovsky before the season, all right, these are going to be seven of your, your playoff mm -hmm. quarterbacks, he would have ranked them based on past performance. Like yep. Lamar Jackson is former MVP. Tom Brady's won right. seven Super Bowls. Have they done anything this year to really separate themselves? The answer is definitely no. Then the column on the right that has the bottom seven, it's like he, he intentionally docked Kirk Cousins and Dak Prescott, for whatever reason. 
um, it, it it's kind of just a random scrambled up list. Like, how in the world is Daniel Jones ahead of Kirk Cousins? Daniel Jones right. had 15 touchdowns this year. Uh, Kirk Cousins won four more games. Kirk Cousins had twice the amount of touchdowns. It's not as if Daniel Jones is so good with his legs that it separates him from Kirk Cousins that much. It's not like Trevor Lawrence is so good with his legs that he separates himself from Kirk Cousins that much. Like clearly mobility was was given precedent on that list with Jones and Lawrence and Smith, but you're really going to dock Kirk Cousins beneath all of those guys that are making their, I believe in Geno's case as well, first start in the playoffs ever. Super weird to me. I don't get it. Um, I think Dan Orlovsky is an HTA. He's a hot take artist. And he got us talking, and he he succeeded in putting together a list that would uh, enrage people and make them argue. And we're, we fell for it. We took the bait. I'll tell you why Dan's got Kirk so low. He's still bitter with the Vikings after running out of the back of the end zone for that safety in his first mm-hmm. career start. He can't let it go, Dan. It's over. Let it go. Well, here's here's where I go with it. I'm going I'm to show you all how to do it like Jay-Z would do it. One take, one minute. <laughs> Kirk Cousins was not disrespected. I hate to say this. He wasn't disrespected. I'm I'm going to take a different approach to this. I don't think he was disrespected, and this is why. When you look at this list, if you had to pick right now, and I and I and I'm a Kirk Cousins like Kirk Cousins, is my guy. I, I fought with Sam all season early on about Kirk Cousins, but this is what I look when I looked at this list and I went to sleep on it. Patrick Mahomes would I would I take him over Pat? No, Joe, no, Josh Allen, no, Jalen Hurts, no, Herbert, no, Lamar Jackson, no. Why? Because Lamar Jackson has that second play option that i think if you put him in an offense with weapons you remember what hollywood brown you take hollywood brown away you get uh what you call it uh uh, my guy rashad bateman gets hurt you can't do it tom brady at this age no we're just talking about playoffs we're not talking about this is going to be your your quarterback for the next four or five years we're talking about just playoffs because this is the playoffs and so yes give me tom brady now this is where it gets confusing to me daniel jones is is a tough one but i get it daniel jones can run Daniel Jones can run the ball, and that's what is the most frustrating thing is that he's willing to run. He runs an RPO. Kirk Cousins cannot. So he's talking about if I had to pick a quarterback, and we'll see Sunday. I hope Kirk Cousins kills him, but but that's the run. You got Trevor Lawrence. We just know what he can do. Now, the only one that's questionable is Geno Smith, but then when you go to Geno Smith's numbers, the dude is 69.8% completions this season. He's the number one quarterback in completions this season of all the quarterbacks on his list. Like Kirk Cousins is fifth. And um, passer is uh, in TDs. He is also now six in yards per game, but he's ninth in pass rating, and he's eleventh in completion percentage below Brock Purdy. The only people below him is Josh Allen, which we know he takes chances. So, I think Kirk Cousins just has to prove himself. I don't think he was disrespected in this, but you know what? We have to move on because we have to talk about the Vikings and the Giants. In the playoffs, we need to talk about what's the most important stat. Now, there's some stats out there. You can go third down, first down, quarter, whatever you want to go. Kirk Cousins, Daniel Jones passing. But I want to know what you guys think is the most important stat. But before we do that, we have a word from our sponsors. BetOnline.net is your top source for sports betting info, stats, news, and analysis. And they sponsor every single show we do on here. Let's check the line. Has it moved yet? No. The Vikings are still three-point favorites. Is there going to be a half point either way before the game? That'll be interesting to see. Over under 48. 
So that tells me they're expecting about a 26-23 Vikings win. I take that. Uh, you can get that line in all the NFL playoff lines at betonline.net. They've also got MLB, NHL, UFC, golf, boxing, everything you can imagine. Uh, find the trends. Find uh, great sports podcasts as well at betonline.net. It's on your mobile device, and it's where the game starts. Well, here we go. We're going to start off just like the NFL draft. You got one minute on the clock each. We're going to start with you, Reggie. What's the most important stat of this Vikings-Giants game that we all need to think we need to take a, take, look, take a look at? So for me, it's time of possession because, look, the – Giants are a team that likes to run the ball. They got Saquon. They got the the threat of Daniel Jones's legs. And so I think the more that you keep the the rock out of their hands, the better off they'll be. Pretty much split down the middle last time. 29-13 for the Giants, 30-47 for the Vikings in that last matchup on Christmas Eve. And so I think if they want to just – put fans hearts and minds at ease about a win on Sunday I think they will just go ahead and just keep that ball and that means that it's staying ahead of the chains you know some of these lulls that we've seen during the season we can't see those because that's how they got messed up in the first place in that game they they had no business going down to the wire with the Giants in that game to begin with but they kind of let the door open a little bit and allowed them to get back into that game. But if they control the time of possession this time around, you won't have to worry about that because I do feel like the Vikings are a superior team to the Giants. But it didn't show in that last game because they left the door open. If they do it this time, they should be all right. What you got, Luke? Yeah, I, I mean, if you dominate a stat like turnovers, I mean, that's an easy one. It's almost automatic win. If they won the turnover battle by three or more, let's say, 95 out of 100 times, any NFL team, you're going to win that game. That's a little too easy. I actually wrote down time of possession, too, but I'll look at it from the Giants' lens. This Giants' offense is just not built to come from behind any race big leads. It's also not built to just have Daniel Jones drop back 40 times a game and spread the ball all over the field. They need to run the ball with Saquon Barkley, and they need time on the clock to do it. He's the engine that makes the whole thing hum. He's the catalyst. And I think when you rob them from that opportunity by shortening their offensive possessions and amplifying the importance of the drives and moving the ball, I just think where any other offense would still have a chance, the Giants offense, when you look at them, they'll be so handicapped and, and be put in such an uncomfortable position where everyone knows they have to pass the ball, especially you think about it on the road, at the bank, in a hostile playoff environment. Question is, kind of like Reggie brought up, can the Vikings turn out those long methodical drives to dominate the time of possession? That would mean what? That would mean that not only Cook, but Madison as well. They're both running the ball effectively. And Kirk is finding ways to move the chains on third down consistently. I think that's a realistic situation and scenario that could play out on Sunday afternoon. Sam, what you got? Yeah, poise under pressure. I mean, it, it really it comes down to can Garrett Bradbury in that interior line stop Dexter Lawrence and his comrades on that, that line for the Giants? You know, because Kirk Cousins got pressured a lot in that first meeting, but he was really effective. He was 9 of 14, two touchdowns, no picks under pressure in that game. Daniel Jones, 6 of 14, so he was pressured the same amount of times, um, but he had a pick. He threw a pick in the fourth quarter to Patrick Peterson. Which quarterback is going to have that fatal mistake? And actually, 
Daniel Jones is less prone to interceptions than Kirk Cousins this year by quite a bit. Now, he doesn't throw as much, but Kirk Cousins has more than twice the interceptions. So I think you fear that Kirk Cousins has that that Kirk game that we see a couple times a year where he just gets really flustered by the pressure. Early in the game, you can sense it. And if Kirk Cousins gets neutralized, guys, Justin Jefferson gets neutralized, and that's bad for the Vikings. So Kirk's got to be poised under pressure. And Daniel Jones, if you can force him into that one critical mistake, that's going to go a long way toward your turnover margin and your success in this game. Yeah, for me, um, I I had to go with third down. And and this is where I go with it. You look at the season on third downs, uh, the Giants' defense was subpar. but And we're not counting week 18 because nobody played. So when you look at games – 13 to 16 for the New York football Giants. Their third down defense was the fourth best on getting off the field on third down. The fourth best. Now, granted, the teams in front of them were the Chargers, the Washington football team, who actually played well. They played okay down the stretch. And the Jets, who got better because they had a shot as well. But then right behind them is Cincinnati and Buffalo. Camp, Tampa Bay, Kansas City. So when you look at where the Giants are right now, like the last four games that, it, that counted, that, that mattered, it's this third down defense for them. So for the Vikings, it's the third down offense, of course. They've had the 17 touchdowns as the second most. Their 204 passes the third most. And I think I'm piggybacking on Sam. It's that rush. If they can slow down the rush on third down, Trevor Lawrence, uh, Kayvon Thibodeau, the Vikings have a chance. If not, they're going to struggle. They need to get first downs on first and second down so they're not having to go third long because this third down defense of late for the, for the Giants has been really good. And so that's my stat that I think is very important to pay attention to. The Giants' defense on third down and the Vikings' offense. What's going to happen? Who's going to step up? Well, we got to talk about some important news because we all said the Vikings – or no, sorry, not the Vikings, the Twins. We all said the Twins are cheap. We said the Twins are the cheapest organization. We said that he would sign somewhere else. We said the Twins would come out with a story saying we offer more money and he would still go elsewhere. Well, I don't know how many people have been on a date, but this feels like a little a little game of like speed dating. And before we get into this Carlos Correa debate and what the Twins just did, we got another word from our sponsors. Before we talk Korea, let me talk to you about Built Bar. If you're looking for a delicious treat but don't want all the fat and calories, you got to try a Built Bar. We just got through the holidays, into the new year. You're making resolutions. You want to eat healthier, but you don't want to sacrifice the taste. Well, Built Bar is perfect for that because you don't compromise any taste with 100% real chocolate and some incredible flavors such as churro, peanut butter brownie, coconut almond. Built Bar is really healthy for you. Great macros, low sugar, high in protein, and they're very accessible. You can get them online, built.com, promo code LOCKDOWN15, or you can head into a local Walmart or Sam's Club, get the four-bar box, get the 13-bar box, get some unreal tasty flavors, cookies and cream, double chocolate, coconut puff, brownie batter. Yeah, yeah, you're going to thank me. Go get some Built Bars today online or in store. It's Built Bar. It's so good. Well, I'm going to start with you, Luke. When you look at Carlos Correa, two teams balked on it, passed him up. The twins are like, sure, come on. And like I said, speed dating. It's like sitting down with two dates. You really like them, but they don't like you so much. And so then you go to your third date and you're like, well, I mean, it's just me and you. What you think? And you settle. 
Not saying the twins settled, but I feel like it was a little bit of a settle there because he didn't want to be here at first. He didn't want your offer, even though it was more money, shorter years, more money, but he didn't want your offer. And now he's back and you're just going to take him with open arms. What do you make of this, Luke? And where do the twins stand in 2023 right now when you look at Carlos Correa being a Minnesota twin after everybody thought it wasn't going to happen? Yeah, if we're going to use a speed dating analogy, Ron, well, they're married now. So we got to make this thing work one way or another, whether we they're like not it or married. Not. I don't see a ring. Uh, yeah, no. That, Is there they're, a prenup? They're committed. Yeah, there might be a, a prenup behind the scenes. Yeah, yeah. But I think for the twins, though, now looking through the twins' lens in the front office, I think you look at the division first and foremost. And I think the AL Central, it's pretty similar to how we left it after the season ended. Yeah, of course, there's been some moves made, but. I don't think nothing that really strikes fear in you when you look at the other four teams in this division. So being that the Twins are in one of the more wide-open divisions once again, and being that they just brought back what they think is a huge vital piece to the puzzle here, I think they're probably feeling pretty good about the possibilities of getting a second go-around. That was the whole thing. Like Sometimes it takes a year to get all the nuances and get comfortable, understand the locker room, the guys you're playing next to, and now they've got that one, two, three for a second year of Luisa Rise, Byron Buxton, and Carlos Correa. And listen, I've gone on record right here on this show saying I was pretty underwhelmed with what Correa did last season when you just look at the stats, the box score. But if this front office thinks he is the missing link, then I'm excited to see what a second full year can do building with this core foundation, a guy who they needed a leader to carry the clubhouse. No, and Buxton, love the guy to death can't stay healthy, can't play more than 100 games every season. They needed a reliable guy in the lineup and in the middle of their defense, too. I think that was worth the price alone. But I will say, just real quick, if you're a Twins fan, you still got to be worried about the pitching, don't you? Like the fact that they really weren't able to add much talent, much firepower in the rotation or the bullpen, I still think that's the biggest wild card to the whole thing. And the one area of the team that, if they were to struggle again in 2023, pitching's probably the most likely candidate as to why. What you got, Sam? Yeah, I, like you, Luke, was a little skeptical about paying Carlos Correa the asking price for his services based on what I saw. But now that it's a little bit more of a bargain, I'm a little bit more okay with it. Uh, I didn't want to have him under contract at 37, 38 years old, and now they don't have to. So I think I'm more all right with this agreement. Um, Let's talk about the pitching. And we can talk about the position players too. The key players that I think can swing this team, Byron Buxton, uh, Alex Kirilov, Trevor Larnick as a slugger, they all have injury concerns. The pitchers that they're counting on, Sonny Gray, Kent Maeda, Tyler Malley, they have injury concerns too. Like they have so many players that are not just coming off injuries, but coming off pretty big rehabs that they're counting on to perform for this team. It's a lot. It's a lot to assume that, that those key starters, starting pitchers, starting everyday players, are all going to pull through and be fine. It's hard for me to believe that after seeing the last four years of injury woes bite this team time and again. So while I like them on paper, I, I don't have the trust built up in this medical staff yet. And, and uh, oddly, Carlos Correa is the guy I'm least worried about medically. I'm worried about the other guys, even though that there's a lot going on with Correa's physicals. I'm not as worried about him. I'm worried about the Buxtons, the Kirilovs, the Maedas. How are these guys going to come back from injury, and will they look the same? Uh, that's what I'm worried about. 
Hey, can, can the Twins borrow Tyler Williams from the Vikings, the guy they got from the Rams, their health right. and performance director? Because ever since he's been brought in, Vikings, knock on wood, of course, outside of Brian O'Neill, they've been <laughs> one of top to bottom, one of the most healthy teams in the NFL. So maybe the Twins could use a guy like that. Brian O'Neill's Darius. I mean, Harrison Smith's been out. Go look at every other Bradbury. team, Ron. It's week 18. Every team has lost multiple starters. I feel like the Bills the have their IR. whole... I feel is like Darius not playing their... this week? I'm sorry. Is Darius not playing? He is back. But I okay. think the Bills have all their guys. I like give me the Bills training staff. Yeah. They they save lives. <laughs> fair. That's fair. Can't, can't argue with that. Can't argue with that. <laughs> what you got, Reggie? That's a little cherry picking right there, Ron. That's that's <laughs> not fair. That ain't cool. You know, I mean, they they did they did their thing, man, with Demar like that. Okay, fine, we'll go there. But no, I I would agree a little bit with that, uh, Luke. I think you know, especially uh, talking yesterday, Daniil Hunter and Dalvin playing a full slate of games this year right got kind of got to give it to tyler man yeah. but anyway the, the whole thing with correa was fascinating sitting at the press conference on wednesday was kind of crazy it was kind of surreal i was like this is crazy and it turned out being a, a win-win for both sides correa gets the six-year 200 million dollar deal it's the most or the highest annual value that he was gonna get from either of those teams so he still gets paid and then the twins they get they get to cut him loose if they have to 34 35 or so at his age and it's kind of crazy he had 522 plate appearances last year 555 the year before that in 2028 they wrote the clause in there that if he has 575 plate appearances then that's when it kicks in the the team option where they can you know keep them going, which is it, I, I don't know. You know they may decide that they want to keep it going in general, but 575 seems very ambitious in a year where he's going to be like 34, 35 years old. But that that's a good a good thing for the Twins. I think that's a win for them. It was also fascinating talking to Correa when he was like, look. This whole thing about my medical situation was shocking. He was like, since I got that surgery in 2014, I never missed a game with it. I've never been to the training room with it. Like, it has not bothered me. So all of a sudden for these teams to just come back and say, oh, we're not good with the medical on his ankle, he said it was shocking. He said during this process he learned that a lot of doctors have a lot of difference of opinions, and they will express that. And so the Twins were – they were like that that gift with like Dave Chappelle. They were just like, "Come on back, baby. We'll have you. <laughs> Come on, we'll take you." It's like they were there the whole time, just in the wing. You know, like that girl that you're like, "Dang man, like she could be the one." You know, like she's she's she does it for me, but like she's not somebody else might might give me a little bit more sizzle. You know, and the, the Giants came through with the. With the 13-year deal, you're like, yeah, I like that. And then it doesn't go through. And then you, you find somebody else. The mess come through with the 12-year. You're like, ooh, we, yeah, that's nice, too. I like ooh, that. Wee. We pushing Scott Boris on the bed and all that stuff. <laughs> and you're like, okay, yeah, I like that. And then that doesn't come through any either. And you're like, you know what? My baby in Minnesota, she cooks me Juicy Lucy's, like – you know, it's cold, but I got my money. You know, that that could keep me warm at night. Yeah, I'll go back to Minnesota. Let's get married, babe. Here you go. You want a ring? 
here's a ring. I, I'll give you a ring. Let, let's get married. Let's commit to each other. And so I asked Carlos Correa, I was like, what do you say to the fans who feel like, you know, you you kind of played them. This was not your first choice. This was your third pick. And he was like, look, free agency is crazy. Things play out how they do. But I'm here now. I'm here now. And we're married. We're, I'm committed. I'm going to, you know, go out and cut the grass. I'm going to take the trash out. You know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be as committed to this marriage as possible. So, you know, love me because I love you. Uh, That's where I go with it. Carlos Correa, he's a Minnesota twin now. Um, again, I go back to the fact that he didn't want to be here. Uh, $200 million. Yeah. Anybody's going to sound like they're bought in. Anybody's going to, but at the end of the day, there's always going to be that, 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 that thought in the back of his head and the twins head. Well, one, okay. I wanted 10 to 12 years. You only wanted to give me six. Um, and then for the twins it's like, well, we were giving you more money, but you didn't want to be here. We're willing to give you six. And then let's see how your health progresses. If you're fine, after six, we'll give you six more. But we need to see you get through these first six because every other doctor is seeing what we're seeing. They're not willing to go past six to seven years. They wanted to stop it because who knows with time what any injury can do. We all know injuries over time, things have to be replaced. Metals change. Uh, surgery, you know, stuff changes. There's things that might need to be replaced and fixed in that leg over time. Granted, it hasn't hurt them yet. But that's what teams are worried about. So where I see the twins right now, I still feel like it doesn't matter. We had Nash Walker on, and I'm going to piggyback kind of what he was telling us about pitching. It's about the pitchers. I really wanted Justin Verlander because I feel like he can give enough in a year or two to help the twins because they need somebody to come out and just scare people out the box. You just There's, want Kate Upton here, Ron. Let's I do. Be honest about this. I do. I do. Uh, Justin Verlander, he's going to come with that Detroit swag, though. He's going to have that D underneath, the TC. I mean – that's what I love about him. I, I want there to see no chance. Justin Verlander. I wanted him to be here, but I get it. Uh, but when you look at pitching, they have to find somebody to scare people. They have to find somebody that when they get in the box, they're thinking like, oh, man, this is probably a strikeout or this is going to be a ground ball. They have to feel like they can get through seven to eight innings with one guy and not makeshift and put different people in and try to figure out who's going to pitch this week. I, I, I like it. Good. They got him at the price they wanted him at. But I still think they need to go out there and find some pitchers. As Nash Walker brought up, you can check him out on the Ron Johnson show from this week. He tells us all the pitchers that are out there. But we have to move on because it's Friday the 13th. And no, not Lindsey Lohan, not Jamie Lee Curtis. This is Friday the 13th in real life in Minnesota. And I don't even think we need black cats, ladders, and Friday the 15th to be bad luck in Minnesota. But the question for the day, it's Friday the 13th. What's the most unlucky thing? That could happen in Minnesota sports before the day is over. Oh, my goodness. I don't even want to answer this because it could happen. We got over-under coming up next, fellas. And I got some good ones. I also have the results of last week's over-under. And who got the money? Who's, whose go. piggy bank is looking the best right Let's now? Go. Not mine. We're going we're gonna to give Reggie $500 in the over-under. But let's start with this Friday the 13th, fellas. You got 30 seconds quick. What's something that can really just be unlucky for Minnesota sports today? Start with you, Sam. Yeah, it's slippery outside, Ron. You know, those Vikings are driving up. They're getting out of their cars. They're walking. They're walking to the door. Garrett Bradbury's thinking, oh, my back feels pretty good today. Uh Uh-oh, down he goes on the ice. Um, It feels like this is, you know, they've gotten through practice. 
People are practicing well. They did the full speed stuff Wednesday, Thursday, just walking through today. Wouldn't it be terrible if something happened totally benign um, to somebody on the practice field today? I, I think by by voicing it, by putting it in, in, into the universe, I'm actually reverse jinxing it so it won't happen. But that would be the most Friday the 13th thing to happen if somebody like steps on a football. Twist if it happens, Sam, you're no longer welcome. At yeah, you're TCO. out. You're, you're out. out. Handed the torch. That's Survivor fair. voted off the island, Sam. Yeah, the tribe has spoken. Yes. What you got, Reggie? You know what? There is too much that happens in Minnesota sports. I actually am going to respectfully plead the fifth on this one because, <laughs> like, I don't want to see anything that I may say come to fruition and people coming after me with their pitchforks because the crazier things that can happen in Minnesota sports, they do happen here. I've seen it with my own eyes. They don't need me adding to the bad juju. I'm just going to, mm-mm, mm-mm. I don't even mess with Friday the 13th. Mm -mm. Yeah, no, to Sam's point, like, I guess just losing a stud for the Viking playoff game. What are we, 48 out, practice is over. All you got to do is go home, sit on the couch and watch film. Something goofy were to happen. Maybe Kirk and Justin Jefferson, they get in an Uber, they're leaving TCO. Maybe they're held hostage by a man fleeing the police. They're on on their way to Mexico. The police are chasing them like, OJ, it's on every news station across the country. But Kirk and JJ, they got a game to play. The, the clock is ticking. What are they going to do? Are they going to open the door and roll out? This guy's going 80 down 35 all the way to Texas. He's got to eventually run out of gas, though, Ron. But what if he's driving a, a hybrid or a Tesla? I mean, they're two states deep. Can Ziggy's jet bring them back for this 3.30 game in time? Let me ask you something. Obviously, we're just joking around. But let's just say something like that, something wild and crazy like that happened. Would Roger Goodell postpone that game? Yes. Or do you think Roger yes. Goodell would actually? Okay, he would. Yes, okay. he would. I'm not even going to go football. I'm going to go basketball. Uh, the most unluckiest thing, and I just actually saw this really happen, uh, the the Timberwolves forget their uniforms. Like, I want to go with something like that, something that we can laugh about, something that they can be fixable. But the Timberwolves forget their uniforms or they forget their shorts at the hotel. They start the game off kind of like – I forgot which player did this. It was either Carmelo or Jamel, JaVale McGee. They rip off their warm-up pants and they're like, oh, crap, I got on my spandex. Where's my shorts at? I totally forgot my shorts at the hotel. They have to run back and get their shorts. It's not only funny. It hits Sports Center. They're talking about it. They get two texts until they can start the game. He has to go back, get the shorts. The game starts. That's the most unluckiest thing I hope would happen is that they lose their shorts or something. Or even like whatever airline, because I know they fly private there, but their air their airport person like packs the, the 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 plane and then all of a sudden he leaves one crate in his shorts. And so they have to run to like uh one of the sport and goods stores. Cause they don't they don't sponsor us, so I'm not gonna say which ones, but they run to a sport and goods store and they pick up some shorts and the players have to play in those. Everybody, but they only have like extra larges left, so everybody has to wear extra larges. So that's the most unluckiest thing that could happen. Hey, it would hey, also be speaking of planes, airline. Anybody see the Odell Beckham Jr. plane video? No, him on the plane sleeping. Oh, okay. Yep, you gotta go sleep. check that out. He was sleep. It was he it was, was sleeping. Dumb. It was sleep. He probably got nudged a couple of times. She didn't want to, you know, bother him. It was mm-hmm. dumb. Uh, there's more to that that we could talk about. But hey, people, make sure you remember when you subscribe to Locked On Sports Minnesota, you're getting endless Vikings talk with local experts. Subscribe to the free Locked On Sports Minnesota podcast feed wherever. You find your podcast, and make sure you find our videos on Locked On Sports Minnesota's YouTube channel. Just hit the subscribe button. Go to YouTube. Go to Locked On Sports Minnesota. Hit subscribe. We'll give you all the updates, all the downloads, all the guests. We have Peerless Price on this week. We're going to have Jacquez Green coming up. I mean, we got some good guests waiting in the wings for the playoffs. 
We got Cordell Patterson that said he's going to try to stop by when he gets a chance. So we got some good stuff coming up, fellas. So make sure, and ladies too as well, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, so make sure you check that out. And I was saying, fellas, as far as the people in this room right now, it's just four guys. Um, but moving on, I got to break down last week's over-under, $500 in the pot. Luke finished the week in his pocket with 20 bucks. Kirk Cousins went under 250 yards. That is what? it. Sam what? finished what? with $125. Kirk Cousins went under 250 yards, and Dalvin Cook went under 85 yards rushing. And then after that, Ron Johnson finishes with $250 because Nathan Peterman did not throw a, a two interceptions, and he did not get sacked three times. Oh, yeah. So, That's where I missed. I put yep. all my money on Peterman. He only yep. played like half the game. Uh, yeah, he okay. got he got right. yanked. And TJ Hawkinson, we all kind of thought TJ Hawkinson would have a bit. Well, me and Sam did, but yeah. he didn't uh, even get close to seven and a half catches. He had I put all my money on two picks, but you did. Peterman, so Peterman did threw I, Peterman. one and Boyle threw one. Yeah. Correct. Yeah, but you use Peterman. Vegas always Vegas, wins. Sam, Vegas, Vegas would have said it has to be Peterman. So if it was the Vikings get two inter, you know, more one and a half interceptions, mm-hmm. then you would have won. But when you go to that ticket window, Sam, they're going to be like, eh, it says Peterman, buddy. Ah, uh, you, tr- you tried, buddy. Here's your money. Here's you your money. Your well, here we go, fellas. We got the over unders. We're going to go really quick. I'm going to give you five Giants Vikings prop bets. This is the prop bet section time of Locked On Sports Minnesota's roundtable. I got five for you. We're going to give everybody $500. So use your money wisely. I'm going to give you the five so you don't waste your money on one pick. And I will kind of go first to give you guys time to think about this. But Dalvin Cook, 21 plus carries. I'll say this. Whenever he carries the ball 20 times or more, they've won. So 21. Give us all. That's first, so we can just. That's what I'm gonna know. Oh, okay. Sorry, you did not listen. You're not listening. You listen, get a de- Sam, you get a demerit. Listen, you get a demerit. Just listen, uh, 21 plus carries for Dalvin Cook. When he goes for 20 or more carries, they've won. Jones, Daniel Jones, point five, so a half of an interception plus. So meaning, is he gonna throw a pick or is he not? But is it point five plus interceptions for Daniel Jones? Kirk Cousins. 275 plus passing yards. Justin Jefferson, eight plus catches. And the Vikings defense, two plus sacks against Daniel Nathaniel Jones. So we're going to start off with the Dalvin Cook 21 plus carries. 21 plus carries. I unfortunately am going to go with the under. Because I just don't think Kevin O'Connell has it. And I am going to put 100 smackaroos of my $500 on Dalvin Cook not getting 21 plus carries. Go to you, Sam. Yeah. Wouldn't 21 be one of the highest he's had all year? I, he's I, had 22. I he's had 22. Yep. So it would, it would still be one of the, the most of the year. And I just Correct. think that in, indoors, when they can pass the ball, I think they will pass the ball. I think that it's under as well. And um, I'll put 75 on it. Oh, $75 for Sam on the under. What you got, Luke? Yeah, his last five games, 11 carries, 9 carries, 14 carries, 17 carries, 15 carries. 21's a lot. I mean, I still expect him to get more than he's averaging, 17, 18, maybe, something like that. But 21's a lot. Give me the under. I'll put 100 bucks on it. Uh, what you got? 100 bucks? 100 right. bucks. What you got, Reggie? 
I'll do 100 on the under as well. Okay, everybody's taking the under. And watch Kevin O'Connell go out and give Dalvin Cook 22 carries because they're trying <laughs> to milk the clock because the Vikings are winning by two touchdowns and he's going to run the clock out. We're going to go with Daniel Nathaniel Jones. Is he going to throw an interception? I'm going to go with the over on that, and I'm going to put 50 bucks on Daniel Jones throwing a pick. Reggie. I'll do the over as well uh, just because he did the last time too. And this defense has something to prove. And I'll I'll put $75 on it. Okay, Luke. Outside of the Vikings game, Daniel Jones' last five games, he has not thrown an interception. I know he's only I'm still gonna take the over. Season. He's only thrown five all season. It's wild. I'm still gonna take the over. This defense just super opportunistic, especially late in the game when they're trying to close things out. Patrick Peterson's just on fire. Give me the over. I'm gonna bet fifty bucks. Fifty okay. bucks, Ron. Sam. When you give me the the last pick and a chance to be the the lone wolf on the (laughs) under, I'm going to take that. So I'll go under for a hundo. Okay. Mm. Under for a hundo. All right. Kirk Cousins, 275 plus yards. We'll start with you, Sam. Yeah, uh, I think it's an over. I think that this is a passing game. I think that they're going to leave it all on the table. I think that Kirk goes for 300 plus. I'm going to put... 150 on it. Mm. All right. Reggie. Oh, this is tough. This is really tough. He passed 48 times in that last matchup. 48 times, 299 yards with three touchdowns. So I'll take the over as well. And I'll put I'll put 125 on it. Okay. Lucas, I'm going to take the over. I'm not quite as confident, though. Um, just give me not either. Let, let's go 25 bucks. Just give me the Ooh. over. Yeah. I feel like this is going to be the Kirk Cousins coming out party. This is the playoffs. Everybody's been down Kirk. Kevin O'Connell's been hiding stuff. He has to get Justin Jefferson going early. TJ Hawkinson, give me the over and give me 200 bucks. I think Kirk Cousins is going to have himself a day Ooh-wee. because. This is Kirk Cousins' time, baby. Playoffs. Mm-hmm. Show us who you are, Kirk. All right, Justin Jefferson, eight-plus receptions. Start with you, Reggie. I'm going to take the under on that, actually. Okay. Yeah, I'm going to take the under. Just I, I would love to see that, but I think in the last few weeks, I know the, the Bears game really not putting any, you know, standing on it, but – they've been kind of spreading the ball around a little bit more and they've been throwing it a little more to Hawk. And so he's kind of been taking some of the targets away. KJ Osborne has been getting a few more. So I, I, I do, he probably gets like seven, six okay. or seven. And I'm gonna make it eight and a half just so there's no push. So eight and a half. So he has to get nine mm. or seven, eight doesn't That's win. That's a huge it. difference there. Whoa. Eight okay, and a half. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm still taking the under and I eight do and it half for 50 plus. bucks. Eight and a half plus under and it's 50. All right. What you got, Luke? Yeah. Nobody makes catching double digit balls a game look as effortless and as easy as JJ does. You mentioned it. KOC, he's got some tricks up his sleeve for Kirk. That means he's got some tricks up his sleeve for JJ as well. I'll take the over. It's just too hard to bet against this man. Give me uh, the over eight and a half. So nine catches or more for a hundred bucks. Okay. What you got, Sam? Um, doing some quick math here. Yeah, so I'll put 150 on the over. You guys, we have never seen playoff Jefferson before, ever. Mm. There might be a different level to this guy. I'm not going to bet against that. 150 on the over. 
Yeah, that's what I was going with. Justin Jefferson versus uh, the LSU run they had when the man had not one, not two, not three, but four touchdowns in the championship game, which is probably one of the reasons the Vikings wanted to draft him and could not believe the Eagles didn't take him because, hey, we all watched that game, and those were some contested catches, and he's still making them to this day, to this day, to this day. Y'all remember that meme. I'm going to go with the over as well. And I'm going to go, I'm only going to go uh, 50 bucks on this one though, but I'm going to go with the over on that 50 bucks. Justin Jefferson goes over eight and a half catches. And then the last one, fellas, the Vikings at two and a half sacks. I feel, or sorry, two sacks, two plus sacks. Um, I just feel like this is going to be a Daniel Jones, Eli Manning S type of performance where he's going to dump the ball off. Like he doesn't want to get hit. He's not going to want to take big plays. He can run, so he does get away from people. I'm going to go with the under with everything left. So I'm going to go with the under with 100 bucks on. I think they get them once. They might get them twice, and I'm, I guess that's a push. So I'll go two and a half sacks because I can't have a push. So two and a half sacks on Daniel Jones. I'm going to go with the under because I think they can get two. I just think three is a lot. So 100 bucks under. What you got, Reggie? I'm going to take the over for whatever I have left. I wasn't doing a good job <laughs> in math, uh, but they sacked him three times. 150 time. left. 150. Yeah, they did. Put, That's why put, I put the number yeah, there. Yeah, put the 150 on that because I think, you know, Zadarius, he had a week to kind of, you know, chill. I saw him over Very there true. at the table with the Lou Malnati's getting his deep dish pizza. He was enjoying <laughs> life in Chicago, okay? And so I think he's had a week. Got that pizza in his system to help that knee out, you know. And so I, I think he's going to be rearing to go. Daniil Hunter's had a, a resurgent year this year as well. So I think they're going to get after Mr. Jones. And Luke, what you got? Yeah, give me the over. At home, loud playoff atmosphere. Going to have to go silent count. You got Hunter double-digit sacks. Darius on the other side, double-digit sacks. Can I make a side prop bet? Patrick Peterson, let's send him off the edge one more time so he can actually get credited for a pressure and a sack this time around. He didn't get the stat for that one last game. But, yeah, give me the over. Whatever I got left, Ron. Empty the bank account. 225. Yep. All right. Sam. Good Lord, Luke. Let's run it, baby. Don't get loud. Me, Reggie, I need you to get loud. All right? Get loud when you're there. What I you only have $25 left. So I'm, <laughs> I'm going to take the under on it. I just think sacks are – are kind of random, kind of um, hard to predict, so I don't want to put a lot on it. I think uh, $25 on the under. All right. Well, that'll do it for the prop bet section of Locked On Sports Minnesota. We want to thank everybody for joining. Fellas, give me a quick 10 seconds. The Vikings win if. You got 10 to 15 seconds real quick before we get out of here. The Vikings win if. Luke. Vikings win if they can hold Saquon Barkley under 100 yards. He is the engine, the catalyst that makes the Giants offense move. Put the ball in Daniel Jones' hands. You're going to win this game. Reggie, the Vikings win if. Vikings win if they get two turnovers in this game. Oh, the Vikings win if, Sam. If Kirk Cousins, and I'll just pick a random number out of thin air, if he passes for over 275 yards and Justin <laughs> Jefferson has over 8.5 catches, the Vikings will win. Super Love random. That. Super Love random. And here's where I go. The Vikings win if Kirk Cousins reminds us of Tom Brady. That's Ooh. how the Vikings win. Kirk Cousins, any moment he gets on the bench, he just puts his head down, and we're like, oh, here he comes. It's going to go Super Saiyan. Throws the Microsoft sudden, tablet. 
His hair goes on fire. He comes out and he's just running through people real easy, like Goku. I don't even know if Goku's the person that does that, but he just touches with a <laughs> finger. Ball just flies out. So, hey, the Vikings, Giants, looking forward to this game. People, this is playoff football. We got playoff stuff in the mail. We got hoodies. Mall of America is going to have the Vikings pep rally tonight. Please get out there if you want. 6.30 p.m. all night. Vikings pep rally, alumni. John Randall was there last night. It's going to be wild, people. Make sure you check that out, though. But, again, this is Locked On Sports Minnesota. I'm Ron Johnson. That's Reggie Wilson. That's Luke Inman, and that's Sam Ekstrom. I want to thank you. Have a great day. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.